Welcome to The Build Up by Alibaba Australia New Zealand, a bite-sized podcast series here to demystify the journey of entrepreneurship with in-real-life advice from industry experts who are in the business of the build. In the midst of creating entrepreneurial projects of their very own and finding their way in the world of biz. Learn, laugh and dream big with good humans doing great work and get inspired to build an entrepreneurial journey of your own. This podcast is an initiative of Alibaba, Australia, New Zealand, the global technology company and is produced by The Peers Project, where progressive podcast dreams are brought to life. Hey, builders, and welcome back to another episode of The Build Up by Alibaba Australia New Zealand, a guide to finding your way in the world of biz. In this episode, we explore the importance of trust and relationship building. Based on the Alibaba Group's cultural value, trust makes everything simple, or Today we're joining this conversation by Jen George, Executive Director of January Capital, Executive Chair of The Daily Skin Co and co-founder of Like-Minded Bitches Drinking Wine. Jen is a serial entrepreneur. At 21, she launched her first startup, One Shift and Skilled, an employment marketplace for on-demand and contract staffing around Australia. Raising $5 million in 2013, valuing the company at $20 million and exiting in 2016. Jen is a big believer in community and co-founds global Facebook communities including Marketplace Meetup and Like-Minded Bitches Drinking Wine, which has notably 125,000 members and runs monthly meetups to support microfinancing for women in third world countries. Jen is also a recipient of the Telstra Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award, New South Wales, and a Forbes 30 Under 30 listee. Welcome, Jen. Thank you very much for having me. Amazing, of course. Jen, please take the mic and share with us in your own words who you are, what you do and why you do it. So my name's Jen George. I am now 30. It used to sound all exciting when you'd say, oh yeah, and I'm 21 and I'm doing this. And now you're realizing how old we are all getting. (laughs) Um, And I guess uh, for me, it's all been about, you know, testing things out, seeing what would happen. Um, and really just, you know, even for my first business one shift was really just about trying to find work for myself and my friends. So, um, just connecting people for one-off shifts with a very 21 year old's view on life. Everyone just wants to work one shift so they can pay for the drinks the next night, (laughs) the uni bar. Um, and then from there, it's just been about building communities because, you know, helping each other out, trying to find new ways of approaching things. And, um, I guess as things kept developing, you know, we went into very heavily into marketplaces and then the ad technology to, you know, support and grow um, marketplaces with strong unit economics. Um, and I guess that community piece came the whole way through starting groups like Like Minded Bitches um, with Jane Lou, who does um, Shopo and the marketplace meetup with my co-founder of Tammy, um, Jessica Glenn. Um, and then to kind of what we're doing today, you know, we're across many different types of businesses through January Capital from Australian private label, um, which is a manufacturer um, and uh, for skincare and cosmetic businesses um, through to a 3PL business um, and then, you know, many other different things. So it's amazing how important communities can be not only from a tech's point of view, but also that more traditional business in manufacturing and, and um, logistics. 
It's so incredible, Jen. Honestly, the amount of companies and communities you've built over the years, it's its just, it's, it's awe-inspiring and I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. How many companies and communities in total have you built? Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, that's a good question. I've never really counted, but I, I think it's always, you know, how do you make things sustainable, right? And so how do you enable other people to connect without you having to be the intermediary every time? So I think that's, it's funny, that's where like-minded bitches started. It was literally um, Jane and I catching up once a month as fellow founders and just going, all right, well, how do we help each other out, have a glass of wine and just get done? And next minute you're getting reached out to by other founders and going, okay, well, you know, why don't we do a monthly meetup and just try and help each other out and grow our businesses and, you know, um, cut all the crap out of the business card, handing over and sales pitches and things like that. And next minute, you know, we're actually at 150, almost at 150,000 members now around the world. So it's pretty incredible. Um, and then from there, other groups that we're involved in is um, like the marketplace meetup is specifically for marketplaces. Um, and I think for that, it's such a challenge to grow marketplaces around the world. Um, I think for fellow founders to be able to connect and just share learnings, share ways to grow, you know, access to growth and whatnot can be really vital to a business's success. So, so vital. And I just, I love that just that that first group just started over you having a, you know, wine with a girlfriend, another business owner. And, you know, lo and behold, 150,000 community members later. You'd be surprised how many uh, women like wine and like to get shit done. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. You know, what drives you to keep building, Jen? You know, you started at 21, you're now 30, and you, you seem just as passionate and just as driven to, to build these businesses and these communities. What where does that motivation and I guess drive come from for you? Well, I think for me personally, my my vision for life is to always have an impact. And whether that's through building communities or businesses that can help people um, or create change has been really important. So, um, for example, a business that we're involved in show you um, where you can actually make changes or improve the sh- different careers that you're using in different regions or just even changing your pricing model to make sure that your shipping prices are profitable. Um, now, it's, you know, it's not feeding the world, but it's, you know, other little things that can be done that can just, you know, help a small business who's just started kind of um, selling things online, you know, just make a couple extra dollars or make a few tweaks at the beginning that can really make a sustainable business and provide an income for a family or hopefully many families as they continue to grow. <laughs> I absolutely love that. What has been, you know, throughout your journey, what has been one of the greatest challenges of building and creating these communities and, you know, growing businesses from very small startups to kind of more large scale companies? What's been the biggest challenge for you? I think the biggest challenge in, in any business is it's the constant juggle between, um, I guess, that hustle at the beginning to get started versus jumping to that next phase of real growth and scale where you do need a lot of structure in pay, place, a lot of governance, the right team, the right um, team structure, the right um, culture within that team. Um, and I think it, it is a massive leap from that small business, you know, sticky taping everything together to that next phase. Um, so I think for me, I really enjoy being a part of that first phase. So we get behind a lot of um, different types of businesses, you know, in that exciting bit where you can really test a lot of things out and, ha- you know, have a zero to a thousand percent impact on a business in any given week, just from a small change, one introduction, one partnership, um, whatever that case is. Um, and I think that 
the challenge though is then how do you get from that small business to that, you know, high volume business? Um, so being able to, you know, not just transact in one country, but in 10 countries, you know, what do you need to do as a business to kind of get that next growth? So um, I think that challenge is when I look through all the different businesses that we've been involved in or are continuing to be involved in, whether it's the, you know, hardcore tech businesses like Tammy was doing, um, gosh, millions of um, uh, sort of transactions every second around the world with, ad, with when it comes um, down to ad bidding and whatnot. So that was dealing with multiple currencies, multiple districts in regards to tax, different ad sets. Um, when you then take that to then even something as simple and straightforward as, well, not necessarily simple as I've learned, manufacturing, <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's machinery, it's very tangible. It's, you know, you've got hard costs and um, you can only output Y and, you know, you've got to kind of keep changing that. But there is still, no matter which business you're in, that massive jump from, um, you know, getting those first few, few customers, your profit levels are a lot more controllable at that scale um, to then when you kind of step to that next phase. So I think the best advice I could give to anyone is to find mentors who are at that next phase. Um, no matter what the business is, even if it's in a different industry, it can actually be a good thing because it'll give you a completely different perspective on, you know, a different industry and how they're approaching it, which might bring some innovative ways to your industry, which it can really make you stand out from the rest. Um, look at ways that you can move the business forward, look at ways that they're doing it um, and get advice on that um, and make sure that you're always pulling yourself outside of the business to really, um, you know, spend one day every month just really looking at how do you scale that business to that next stage without, um, you know, getting bogged down in the day-to-day -day tasks that need to be done. It's just so insightful. How can we seek out the right mentors? Yeah, it's a really hard one because I think it's a it's a weird balance between um, uh, fancy titles and big companies versus people who have actually done it. Um, so making sure that, you know, for example, if you just say, you know, Coca-Cola is a brand everybody knows, right? Uh, but if someone's come into the business in 2021, Coca-Cola is a household name. They haven't had to go slog from the beginning to kind of get to that next phase of where Coca-Cola is today. Um, so depending on the stage of business you're at and kind of where you're going to or trying to go to, I'd be seeking out people who are at sort of that that phase, but slightly ahead of you who are going to, you know, have just gone through it in the last sort of 12 months, 18 months, that can really give you that live insight of, you know, what path they took, what decisions they made, what complete stuff ups they made. Because the best thing you can do as a, you know, as a CEO, as a business owner, um, is really just make sure you're learning from your failures. Because the more you learn, trust me, you'll never do it again. Because <laughs> um, it's expensive, it's hurt, you know, your lack of sleep, it's everything in between. So <laughs> just make sure you're learning it. Um, but put a short list down of who, you know, your dream team would be of mentors. Um, approach them. Be very clear on what you're actually looking for out of that relationship. It doesn't have to be forever. You're not getting married. But even if you just say, hey, can I catch up with you three times this year virtually or whatever for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, um, that's the time allocation I need. I just need to ask you questions, give you an update where we're at, see if you can see any pitfalls in what I'm doing and our strategy. And I'd really like your feedback um, or to bounce some ideas off you. And if you make it really clear, concise and exactly what you need from them, it gives them great direction um, on what, you know, how to most help you, uh, but also keeps it really rigid to make sure that you're working towards, you know, that meeting every couple of months to make sure that you're getting the most out of it as well. So, so valuable, Jen. 
Is there someone in the industry now that really inspires you to keep building, you know, almost 10 years now on in this journey of entrepreneurship? You know, is there someone that you look to and that still inspires you today? Funnily enough, it's still my dad. I've been saying it for 10 years, but every every time, um, you know, he's built so many different businesses and um, created such innovative things in his industries that he's involved in. You know, he's from traditional um, uh, pre-packaged salads in the supermarkets. Like how, you can't really get much more traditional than like from a manufacturing in Australia point of view um, to then, you know, he's involved in a lot of tech businesses, um, and uh, he's involved with XPRIZE, which is that US-based um, awards program for getting behind great ideas can really change the world. Um, so his vision for life and kind of what he gets involved in and where he sees opportunities is really inspiring. And I think getting that I, that advice the whole way through and bouncing you know, on, off on him on strategy and how to approach things is, um, it's funny, some really key moments in my life, I can really sit there and go, could have gone left, could have gone right, but went right because of some feedback I got from him or some advice and it really pushed the dial every time and was so fortunate to have somebody like that, that I could just go, Hey, I just need help on this specific thing. Um, having someone with so much exposure and who's continually to this day also continually building and looking for opportunities to have an impact is really invaluable rather than I suppose somebody who's done their thing and is kind of, um, you know, taking a break. So they're not involved in so many things. So um, my advice is always try and look for somebody who's constantly got their, f- their finger on the pulse, not just on one thing, but on lots of things. So now we're going to move on and have a bit of a discussion about today's Alibaba cultural value. And that is trust makes everything simple or Jen, what does this value mean to you and how do you implement trust into your daily practices for yourself and your team? I think you're only as good as the people around you and more than ever in 2021 for what we experienced in the last sort of 12 months, I think for everyone, it's not just physically around you, it's it's who you're dealing with. Um, And when you say you're going to do something, uh, I think that has so much more weight than it probably used to have um, because you're literally relying on, you know, people halfway across the world or, you know, somebody down the road, but you just physically aren't in the same office anymore. Um, I think you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you're the person who do what they say they're going to do and actually deliver on that, I think people really trust that and give more weight to that and feel more comfortable with that. So I think within our businesses and all the people that we work with across the world, it's always about if you, no matter what you're doing, if you say you're going to do something, A, make sure you do it. And if you can't, pick up the phone straight away the moment you know that's not going to happen and communicate um, because that can resolve so many problems down the road. So I think the beauty of, you know, in, in some of our businesses, Alibaba is a major source for, you know, making sure that, um, you know, deals being done, finding suppliers, having relationships and having that great open communication and continuing those same values with um, suppliers is, is, is really important and um, creates year-long, multi-year-long sort of contracts that um, can really, you know, change a startup's perspective from going from, you know, only so many units to mass volume and having that support and that relationship and especially from a margins point of view can be game-changing for, for a business. I absolutely couldn't agree more. How can we get better at building genuine relationships? I think it's communication from a um, giving it, it's almost more structure can really help. 
Um, I think people more comfortable because there's not that tangibility than probably there was, you know, in 2019, that fabulous year prior to 2020. (laughs) I think that almost just having that regular check-in, really setting expectations of what you're trying to do, get an understanding what the other person's trying to do. And I think that can really build on a relationship and it doesn't always have to be about business or trying to get something done. It can also have that social factor, which can really add another element and another level of trust to a relationship. So, so valuable. And has it been the time where you've struggled with a business relationship and you really had to navigate through that? Has there been a time for you where you've experienced that and how did you navigate through it? What are some of the things we can be doing if we feel like a relationship has been fractured? I think the best thing you can do is just call it out on the spot as in writing on an email or pick up the phone. If you can, the phone is obviously the preference because you can just, you know, draw the line in the sand and say, look, you can put it as simply as, look, I'm just not happy with how this is going and how do we fix it and put the ball back in the other person's court. And it really gives them the opportunity to go, actually, do I want this to work or do I not? And it's their call. And if they do want to work, then they're coming from a really good positive place um, so that you can then say, okay, great, let's do this. Let's fix it. It's a really easy conversation. Then moving forward, it takes away that angst and not understanding where they're coming from. Um, and really, you know, just asking questions of what they're trying to achieve and what what do, you, do they think you're missing in their communication um, can really help straighten some things out. Um, the alternative is that is when you have really bad ones. Uh, like I had somebody on um, the first design of One Shift way back in the day in, gosh, 2000 and whatever. <laughs> Let's pretend it was last year um, because I'm not that old. But uh, (laughs) uh, and basically, you know, I went to found a website for a a designer for the website. They did up some, you know, mock up saying, "Yep, we'll develop this," and we said, "Great, we'll pay fifty percent up front." And they just disappeared and never did the work. Some things are you just you're not going to be able to resolve. So I basically just emailed them every single day for about a year until eventually they told me to go away and they'll pay me my money back so that I'd stop emailing them. But So some things are unfixable from a relationship point of view. Um, But I think at the end of the day, everyone's human and more than likely everyone's looking for a positive interaction and a long-term relationship. I am absolutely loving this, Jen, and I've got a couple final questions for you around this idea of relationship building, trust and business. I guess firstly, how important do you think trusting yourself is in this process, in this journey of entrepreneurship? To be honest, I don't think any um, founder or business owner truly knows themselves. I think you learn a pe- more and more about yourself as you you know do things, you make mistakes, you have wins. But I think more often when things go really, really, really wrong is when you really you know truly when you get to the other side. I think is when you have that reflection point. You get to really understand yourself. Um, but it's only you know it's just an extra piece. You know, as we keep all growing up and having different interactions with different people and different experiences, as a person we all keep changing. So I think you know as a business owner you've really got to understand where your strengths are and where you're not so good at. Um, outsource those things so quickly because <laughs> the quicker you do that means you can focus on what you're good at, um, and then you will always have that I guess that trust and. Um, confidence in what you're doing. Um, and then, you know, I think the more you feel comfortable about what you're doing and, and comfortable calling out what you're not good at, it makes it easier when you're having different conversations with different um, people that you've got relationships with. So I, I can deliver on this because I'm confident with that. Um, but this is where I'm probably lacking. Is that something you guys can do? Great. You pick up that side of that relationship and, you know, let's build forward together. Um, and you'll be surprised what you can achieve together. 
I absolutely love it. Jen, this has been just so, so insightful. A final question for you is what are you currently building that we can look forward to seeing? Oh, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, I'm actually kind of excited about that, um, the e-commerce um, shipping app uh, that basically can help you know, e-commerce businesses around the world basically understand, um, you know, how much of their ship, you know, all their orders over the last month, for example, where did they ship to metro, um, regional, interstate, or, you know, different countries, how much is it costing them? And a simple AI that runs over and says, this is where you can save money just by making a switch or just by changing your flat rate down a dollar or up a dollar will have an impact. Um, or, you know, as simple as um, you need to just switch for regional to a different provider like in Australia, change to Australia Post because it's got a better regional network. Or if it's city, metro and it's heavyweight, then you should be doing Sendall because that's a much better option for you. It's cheaper and it'll have a better experience for your customers. And I think that's going to be pretty exciting to see what that can do for so many small businesses because a few extra dollars in your pocket to keep the lights on sure does help. <laughs> Oh, it sure does. Oh my goodness, Jen. Thank you so much. We so appreciate you. We so appreciate your wisdom and we're excited for what's to come. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Now on the subject of championing growth on a personal and professional level, we're pleased to highlight the internal culture and values that our podcast partner, Alibaba, champions on a global scale. In a nutshell, the Alibaba culture is about championing small businesses. The success and rapid growth of the Alibaba group is built on the spirit of entrepreneurship, innovation, and an unwavering focus on meeting the needs of their customers. Alibaba believes that a strong sense of shared values enables them to maintain a common company culture and community no matter how large they grow. The following six values are fundamental to the way they operate and how they recruit, evaluate, and compensate their people. One, customers first. Two, trust makes everything simple, which is the value we explore today. Three, change is the only constant. Four, today's best performance is tomorrow's baseline. Five, if not now, when? If not me, who? Six, live seriously, work happily. Take a moment to consider how these values relate to your own best practices. What are you already doing and what could you be doing better, builders? Thanks for listening to The Build Up by Alibaba Australia New Zealand, a guide to finding a way in the world of biz. Before you go and start building, hit subscribe and leave a review if you found this podcast helpful. That way, more people like you are able to find us and listen too. To keep up with all of the exciting events happening in the world of global biz, follow Alibaba on Instagram and Facebook at alibaba.anz and subscribe to the Alibaba Made Easy email list at the link in this episode's description. Thanks again for listening and remember to never stop building your dreams.